This is Bucks First Thoughts, the news you need to get through your day in 45 minutes. Make sure you subscribe on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for all the propaganda tonight from Joe Biden, from the uh, the Democrat left, the socialists. Oh, man, they're going to be telling you about how they're going to spend us into prosperity, baby. That's right. Take as much money from the rich and give as much to the poor as they can, because they're just a bunch of Robin Hoods. They're all they're all about the little guy in this Democrat Party. That's why all the big tech plutocrats and Wall Street. And that's why they're all Democrats now, right? Because they care so much about the little guy. Oh, and they also spend a lot of time thinking about what they're doing to the currency, what they're doing to the value of dollars. Uh, That's why they're spending trillions and trillions, right? That's not something that you can trust them on at all. History intrigues me, as you know, and that's why I'm looking at gold very closely. Gold has been a measure of wealth all throughout history. It has maintained value. Gold's never been worth zero because you can't print it. It's not just numbers on a screen. Well, now you can have real gold and silver as part of your wealth, either in your retirement accounts or delivered securely to your home by working with the Oxford Gold Group. This is what I've done. I have real gold and silver at home from the Oxford Gold Group, so I'm prepared. You should be, too. The Oxford Gold Group is the industry leader in precious metals, and it's the only gold and silver company I trust. They'll beat any competitor's price on gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. If you want to get financial stability, you want to prepare for an uncertain future, look into acquiring real gold and silver with the Oxford Gold Group. Call today, 833-600-GOLD. Don't gamble with your hard-earned money. Put your money into something solid, safe, and secure. 833-600-GOLD. 833-600-GOLD. Get your free investment guide right now. The State of the Delusion Address from Joe Biden coming up tonight. We should all know more or less what it's going to be. I understand that they got this guy elected by making it seem like he was a repudiation at some level of the socialist surge within the Democrat Party. But no, that's not true. That's not the case. He was just the mask. He was the facade, the Trojan horse, as we've said, to get left wing policies through by convincing Just enough. Remember, they didn't convince you and me. They just had to convince a few hundred thousand voters in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Wisconsin, Arizona. It wasn't that many people. That's what this was all about. They just had to fool enough people to put the Democrat radical left in charge. And that's what we've got right now. So tonight you'll be hearing about the. $1.8 trillion plan that Biden's got for free universal pre-K, two years paid college tuition, 12 weeks of family leave, extended tax cuts for low and middle income workers, all supposedly funded by taxes on the rich. Yeah, this is going to be great for a an economy that's struggling to recover massive taxation and enormously wasteful and inefficient government programs. Isn't that what makes everybody prosperous when the government takes from people and then gives crumbs? Remember, it's always fed through the bureaucratic machinery first. Now, the money that's taken from you, then it has to go through all these different government agencies and hands, and they're all 
on their own schedules, doing what they want to do, moving as slowly as humanly possible, because it doesn't matter how good they are, how efficient they are at their jobs in the government. And they're taking their benefits and their pay. And eventually they distribute some crumbs to the actual people who are supposed to get them. And you're told to be grateful about this. You're told to be thankful, whether you're a recipient of uh, the crumbs or you're somebody who's uh, paying for it. And in many ways, we all pay for it, as you know, because it affects overall economic growth and prosperity. But uh, this is exactly what you would have had no matter who won on the Democrat side. Don't you see? It's all about the party now. And it is a Democrat socialist party. That should be quite clear. The socialism of Bernie Sanders, of AOC, in no way has been uh, lessened or abandoned because Joe Biden won. No, this was the clever plan all along. This is what they've decided needs to happen because they don't yet have 51% of the American people who completely abandon history, common sense, an understanding of human nature and think that the real secret to our success, the real way to achieve a better future is with government helping us. That's the way it's all going to get better. That's what's going to make your life work so well or make you not work because who needs it, right? Why not just get to the universal basic income? Why can't the government just write checks for everyone all the time? And why does it have to only be a little bit here and there? Democrats have no answer for this, really. They, they don't believe that there is ultimately a problem. And if they had their way, many of them would want a universal basic income and an extreme tax on the wealthy. I, I really have so many problems with what you're going to hear tonight from Biden. Uh, first of all, the guy is a joke and we all know it. You know it. I know it. Even Democrats at some level know it. But I think they enjoy this now. I think that the the Democrat left gets giggles out of having this quasi senile absurdity of Joe Biden, a man who stands for nothing other than his own political advancement and who's just become a creature of the party. You know, Biden is like a little creature of the Politburo of the DNC. And he's just been around so long that, you know, his name and he was the guy that they could get elected. They never stopped to think whether he was the guy they should get elected. And I think the left gets a kick out of this. See, we can even make this geriatric buffoon the leader of the free world. That's what they want you to know. That's what they want to show you. And there's so much just philosophically that bothers me about this approach. And you're, you're noticing that there's a there's a plan involved here as well. We're spending so much time as a nation fixated on police relations with the African-American community on the lie that BLM tells that cops go out routinely and systematically murdering unarmed black men. It is not true. It is incredibly rare. It is an unfair smear to say that law enforcement does this on a regular basis. But we have to defend not just law enforcement, but with it rule of law and our overall society and the innocent people who suffer when there are more murders and robberies and rapes because Democrats think it's clever. They think it's funny to undermine cops, go out there, march in the streets. And then, sure, if the civilizational arsonists of the left 
cause some damage in the process. It's the price they're willing to pay. But while we're all focused on that, there's less attention on the fact that government expansion right now under the Biden administration is massive. That's what they're really trying to accomplish here. And it's one of the reasons I've been so angry about mask mandates and lockdowns, because this is conditioning the American people for what is effectively a bloodless socialist coup of our society. This is conditioning us to think, well, we can only do what the government says we can do. And the government can make determinations about anything. Literally, the air you can breathe is at the whim of the government. Your ability to breathe free, fresh air, your ability to leave your home, all of these things are now determined by bureaucrats and politicians, and you get no say in it. Doesn't matter what the Constitution guarantees you. Doesn't matter what basic liberties, natural law prescribes for you. They can do whatever they want, and they can expand their power however they want. And that's what's at stake right now. And, and tonight you'll hear a speech that could have been given by a President Kamala, which, as we know, may still happen and may happen in this term, uh, but could have been given by a President uh, Sanders or Warren or Castro or you name it, Booker, any of them. It's just Class warfare, identity politics, socialism. That's really the the tri- the triad, the the three legged stool of the Democrat Party right now. Class warfare, race politics, socialism. And that's what it'll all be about tonight. I mean, they'll they'll use all the the flowery language of, oh, you know, Joe Biden's going to, you know, we're going to give you, you know, no joke, friends. We're going to provide. You know, opportunity, investment, investment in the human infrastructure, because humans are really our infrastructure. And and we're going to make sure that little little boy who looks up at the sky and wants to be an astronaut understands that it's only possible if we have a millionaire's tax and universal pre-K. You know what's going to happen. You know what he's going to say before it's even said. And the Democrats are all going to cheer all the journos who have found their way into the bottom rung of the upper class, because that's really the ultimate the ultimate aim. You got to got to go work at The New York Times, then get a book deal, then maybe get a CNN gig as well. You all you piece it all together and you'll notice that they're always cheering for the rich income level to be just about above where you can really get as a main as a, a mainstream corporate journo type. You know, it used to be two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Now it's more like four hundred. You know, they think that's the number. If we're really talking about rich people, rich people in America are making millions of dollars a year. All right. Anything less than millions of dollars a year is not rich. Go go check out real estate prices in dozens of major cities across the country. All right. Making four hundred grand between two people. If you live in San Francisco, just makes you, believe it or not, middle class. <laughs> In San Francisco, in the Bay Area, in New York City, increasingly even a place like Washington, D.C., sure, you wouldn't be middle class, but you're not rich. You're not rich. But the class warfare rhetoric is so powerful because envy makes for very effective politics. Biden's going to unveil 
almost two trillion dollars of what will be spending and, of course, tax raises. Universal pre-K. Here's a problem that we need to figure out how to tackle as a society. Uh, We need to make families and having children and motherhood and fatherhood central. We We need to make them foundational within our society in everything that we do. The family should be the centerpiece of America. And our policies should be geared toward assisting in that. And that doesn't mean creating the so-called two-income trap. It doesn't mean having the state raise your children. You can go back and read New York Times articles from decades past praising the Soviet child care system because it was so great it allowed both men and women to go to the glass factory where the glass was always breaking in the Soviet Union, right? So to speak. But they praise it. They say it's great. Let's get everybody. Let's get everybody into offices, men and women, because we're the same, right? There's no difference between what men and women aspire to in general. Oh, no, there is. There are there are there are big differences. And of course, people should be free to pursue their destiny as they see fit, male or female. But we have policies that are set up to force father, mother, both into the office. Both into the job. Why? Uh, Democrats are statists. They want good little automatons showing up and being productive, you know, for the motherland, so to speak. There's something always very Soviet in feel about the way the Democrats view human beings in society. And I think, unfortunately, we're going to start to learn just how far they're willing to go with that impulse. This is our first hundred days. When it started out, there was all the skepticism. Uh, This is my first hundred, Joe Biden's first hundred. It's a rare moment that those have coincided with majority leader and president. They said, Schumer, you're never going to get this done. You've got to do an impeachment trial. You've got to do the president's cabinet. You've got to get the the American Rescue Plan done. It's impossible. We got it done. And now people are really happy with us. People are, after these first hundred days, people are getting injections in their arms. They're getting money in their wallets. Small businesses and businesses are opening up again, and life is beginning to get back to normal. We're going to have a very good next hundred days because the demands of the American people are so, so important. And we will get it done. We will try to do as much of it what we can in a bipartisan way. And that's good, and that's working in a good way. But if there are needs of the people that can't be done in a bipartisan way, our caucus will put our heads together. We will figure out how to get it done. Uh, Certainly no decisions have been made yet, but reconciliation is on the table. And uh, we'll get it done. Just just throwing that in there at the end, you know, I mean, we might just use a budgetary trick, a a, a gimmick of the budgeting process that's supposed to be for minor things to slam through whatever we want. Whatever the Democrats want to write checks for, they're just going to go for it. No Republican votes. No Republican votes necessary or needed. Uh, I hope everybody remembers this come the next election when the Democrats position themselves as the reasonable centrist party. Notice this is the game they play. And they get away with it because the media is a propaganda arm for the DNC, as you know. And because the Democrats in general are just shameless. I mean, they embrace the politics of raw power and the acquisition of raw power at the expense of truth and and decency and fairness doesn't matter. They're in charge 
Elections have consequences. The most important statement, really, of the Obama Democrat mentality of all. They won. We lost. Deal with it. That's their approach. I want everybody to remember that. You know, it's not enough for them to come out victorious in the battle. They want to go around afterwards and bayonet all the survivors. That's the approach. Rub your face in it. You didn't just lose the match. They want to just stick your face in the muddy water and say, you know, eat it. That's the idea. All right. We are big boys and girls on the right. We can handle it. We will. We stay in the fight. That's one of the things. If, if, I, if I have a mantra at all, I, I'd have to say that's what it is. You just got to stay in the fight. It's the most important. For all of you listening all across the country, whatever you're dealing with, I know we've all got our challenges. I know the country's got its challenges. There's no easy way. There's no straightforward answers. There's just you stay in the fight. And that's what we'll do against this Democrat Party. Unfortunately, some of the Republicans out there, I think, are not exactly fighters by nature. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, how is it that this is the minority leader that we have at this point in time? I mean, we we need a political barroom brawler. You know, we need a guy who's had his nose. I'm speaking metaphorically. He's got his nose broken so many times. It's, you know, going in four different directions. He's got cauliflower ears and he just has that man getting punched in the face. Feels like a good time to me attitude. You know, there's always that guy in the tough bar and McCarthy is not that guy. And here he is telling us, you know, yeah, we'll work with the other side. Play eight. Coming into this administration, when I sat there at the inaugural, I thought there'd be a lot of places we could have bipartisanship. I think it's more in the first hundred days. This president doesn't want bipartisanship. If you listen to the white house, they don't believe bipartisanship is working with any Republicans. They think uh, somehow they just title it that, um, you would never produce bills of those trillions of dollars if it was bipartisanship. You would never have a COVID bill that less than 9% goes to COVID. You'd never have an infrastructure bill that only has 6% of it. You'd never have an infrastructure bill that puts more money into subsidizing electric cars than it does for building roads, airports, and highways combined. So they've got to come a long way. But I will tell you from a Republican point of view, we are willing to work with anybody. We want to solve these problems, and if they won't do it, that's what you're finding here at this retreat from our policy uh, task forces, we will. I, I, I bet he's a nice guy. You know, I don't know him. I actually haven't really ever even, uh, I don't think I've ever even interviewed him. I can't even remember everybody I've interviewed anymore. I don't think I've ever even talked to McCarthy. Uh, he's probably a nice guy, but, uh, I mean, he's a politician. A good politician is very hard to know, and you always have to remember this is another another mantra for life. A man who tries to be good all the time will surely come to ruin from the many men who are bad. Machiavelli. So even a good person has to be willing to get their hands dirty sometimes. Is Kevin McCarthy that guy? Is he ready for this political fight? Democrats know they've got between now and the end of the year to transform the country. This is when they run up the socialism scoreboard. This is when the authoritarian commie scoreboard gets run up too. And then they're going to present themselves as something else to try to win in the midterms. So how do we hold the line now? 
What can we do now to change minds and to change political momentum? That's what we need a minority leader uh, focused on. I know it's going to get even more complicated to keep everything going economically for yourself, right? To make sure that your, your bills are all paid and you can try to save, whether it's for a college fund or a, a house or just trying to build more for your future. The Biden administration is going to make all that stuff tougher. But you want to prepare now. And part of that, you know, I know you're buying a home, having babies, building wealth at that part of your life. But you should secure your family's future now. And something that has to be on your to-do list is establishing a will or trust. The best place to do this is trustandwill.com. And trustandwill.com, setting up an estate plan is simple, convenient, and secure. For as little as $39, you can nominate guardians for your children, determine who gets your stuff, and plan for future medical care, all from the comfort of your home. I mean, hiring a traditional estate attorney can cost thousands and using a one-size-fits-all template is not nearly specialized enough. I've been at TrustAndWill.com to set up for myself a trust, and i got to tell you, it's so straightforward. The interface is really easy to use. I choose Trust and Will, and you should too, okay? And they, they put you through some quick questions so they can really tailor this to your specific needs. It's not expensive. $39. Take this action today. You know, we've all got to pay our taxes. I know we got that on our minds right now. You've also got to take the actions necessary to secure your family's future. A trust or will is the way to go. Trustandwill.com slash buck right now. This is really important. You'll get 10% off plus free shipping of the actual hard copy documents you'll need. Trustandwill.com slash buck for 10% off. Just go right now to this website. Trustandwill.com slash buck. You know, we still believe as people are uh, in small gatherings, medium-sized gatherings, when they are unvaccinated, you're at risk. You have people who are at risk of severe disease. So we do believe in those settings, um, masks should still occur. Certainly any activity is um, is less risky when you have more ventilation, more space between people, more people wearing masks if they're unvaccinated. But again, I'd go back to uh, the primary principles of being outdoors in general and wearing masks until outdoors until you have a vaccine. CDC guidance, absurd, contradictory, doesn't take into account what's actually going on across the country. If you were wondering, the CDC's new guidance is uh, exactly what I thought it would be, which is that they're just giving you a, li- a little bit more leeway a little bit more leeway than you had before the lab coat tyrants of the federal health bureaucracy are saying that, you know, if you're fully vaccinated, you now can be outside without a mask on. Oh, gosh. Oh, gee, golly, gosh, that's just so exciting. I can tell you that I have never during this pandemic worn a mask outdoors alone because it's stupid, because it's unnecessary, because it's unrealistic to expect that anyone would go through that because of the incredibly low chance of both. Remember, you have to have COVID to give it to somebody. And the chance of transmitting it to somebody, even if you do have it outdoors, is very, very low. Here's what the. CDC director says about documented transmission. Play seven. 
Thank you. There's increasing data that suggests that most of transmission is happening indoors rather than outdoors. Less than 10% of documented transmission in many studies have occurred outdoors. Um, we also know that there's a almost a 20-fold increased risk of transmission in the indoor setting and the outdoor setting. That, coupled with the fact that we now have 37% uh, of people over the age of 18 fully vaccinated, and the fact that our case rates are now starting to come down, motivated our change in guidance. As noted, this is the third time we've changed our guidance um, in for fully vaccinated people. And as more people get vaccinated and as case rates continue to come down, we will come up with um, further updates. Ah, thank you, mask overlords, for, for letting us peasants, if we get fully vaccinated, mind you. So for those of you that are not vaccinated and don't plan on getting it, mask up forever outside, baby. At least according to the CDC, I know you're I know, I know you're not. Don't get mad at me. I know you're not actually going to. And I'm not telling you to. I'm just saying this is what the CDC is telling you. Um, mask up outdoors. You know, the the biggest study of this that that has yet been uh, the, the most famous study, I should say, that's been done was in China. They looked at 400 outbreaks of covid-19. They thought that maybe one of them involved outdoor transmission. So you can do the math on that. That's substantially less than 1%. And this, though, is, is a time when you have to think to what we've been put through for the last year. I have had friends. I've been told by people to mask up outside. And I will tell you, I'm not a violent person. But when, they say, when they've said that to me, one, I do not comply. And two, I kind of want to throw something at them. Maybe the filthy, disgusting dirty mask that is kept in my back pocket just in case I have to go into a store, right? Let's all be honest. Not We're not wearing fresh masks all the time, which, oh, that's right. From an epidemiological perspective, is that a good idea? Is breathing through a dirty mask all the time a good thing for you? Some of you may have seen the, uh, the high school runner who broke uh, the school 800-meter record and passed out at the finish line. Why? Oxygen deprivation from running with a mask on. But they've been telling you to run with a mask on in this country, even though the World Health Organization says exercising with a mask on is not advisable. So we go beyond WHO guidelines. So who are the real experts? The Fauci fascists. That's who you're supposed to listen to. Dr. Fauci. That little just tyrant turd. The guy is the worst. The absolute worst. I've been going back in time, looking at all the, the tweets that I've put out there, all the times I've said outdoor masking is unscientific. Outdoor masking is unreasonable. There is no basis for this. They say, oh, no, you know, sorry, it could happen. These are the same people that were telling everybody to wipe their groceries down with Lysol. Uh, pro tip, that's also not a healthy, good thing to do. I don't think you want to you want to wipe antibacterial chemicals all over your food for no reason. But a huge percentage of Americans were doing that because of the incredibly remote chance, the one in 10,000 chance that you would have COVID contact from that surface. And the one in 10,000 number is their number now, just so you remember that. They've been wrong all along. There's been so much cowardice and control and fear and hysteria around this. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. They're going to eventually 
tally up how many of us got COVID. I got COVID, as you know. I'm sure a lot of you listening got COVID. They're going to tally up how many of us have had this disease over the last, whatever it is now, 15, 16 months. And we're going to find that at least a third, maybe closer to a half of the country got COVID. That's, that's a realistic, I mean, they're, they're already at what, 35, 40 million infections documented. And they think they catch at best one in five now, maybe. At the early stages, it was more like one in 10. So think of all the mitigation measures, the masks. Oh, we're doing a great job. Keep doing a great job. Then the virus was just ripping through the country as the virus chose to. And we had morons in charge who didn't have any real means of stopping it, who were just harassing all of us and politicizing all of this and making the mask some kind of anti-Trump symbol. And I'm not going to let it go. Joe Biden uh, came out yesterday and was telling everybody about this. This this new guidance. Here's here's what he said. Play three. I announced that we had crossed the threshold of 200 million shots. We've now since inauguration day, we have given 215 million shots. And that uh, anyone 16 years of age or older is now eligible to get the vaccine now, today, immediately. And because of the extraordinary progress we've made in fighting this virus and the progress our scientists have made in learning about how it gets transmitted, earlier today, the CDC made an important announcement. Starting today, if you're fully vaccinated and you're outdoors, you need, and not in a big crowd, you no longer need to wear a mask. I want to be absolutely clear. If you're in a crowd, like a stadium or at a conference or a concert, you still need to wear a mask, even if you're outside. So just to be clear, here's the president telling you that even if you are fully vaccinated and outdoors, so you're 90 percent plus protected against any infection of any kind and you're outside where Maybe 1% of transmission occurs. Keep in mind, in New York City restaurants, they had pretty good data on this. 1% of COVID transmission, they believe, was happening in, in restaurants in, with indoor dining. So outdoors, how much transmission do you really think is happening? It's got to be less than 1%. So you're over 90% protected, 95% if you get both Pfizer doses. And there's a and you're talking about a minute transmission risk. And still they want you to mask up outside if you're in a crowd. Jackasses. Total jackasses. And I know for a lot of you, a lot of you live in in Colorado and uh, a lot of you who live in Texas and parts of the country that, well, Colorado's unfortunately got a pretty liberal state government. But, you know, if you live in Florida, you're thinking, ah, whatever, I don't have to I don't have to listen to this crap. Okay, but. Anywhere where the federal government has sway, you do. And anywhere where there's a national a national chain, a store, they're still and that's indoors, I understand. But this mentality is going to be out there. We're all going to have to keep dealing with this. And Biden wants you to know no matter what, you better keep listening to them. Keep listening to the science. 
you know, eventually, give it like four or five years. So what if you're just going to be puking in your mask when you're on the treadmill for a couple more years? Small price to pay to make me feel like uh, Fauciites are not morons. And uh, yeah, here he is telling, uh, well, this is Biden telling you to keep listening to the guidance. Play two. I urge all Americans, don't let up now. Keep following the guidance. Go get your vaccination now. It's free and it's convenient. Ninety percent of the American people live within five miles of a site where you can get a vaccination. You can do this and we will do this. You can do this. It's going to happen. We're going to force you because we know better than you and you have no rights. We control you. Thanks, Uncle Joe. You know, remember Uncle Joe Stalin? Let's start calling Biden Uncle Joe. It, it, you know, it sets up a strange situation, especially when you start talking about kids. I'll tell you a story. I walked to pick up my little girl at the bus stop yesterday after the CDC recommendations came out. I took off my mask. I waited for her. There was no one else around. She got off the bus with her little mask on. She had to wear her mask. I didn't on the walk home. When are kids going to be able to take off those masks and play outside at the playground? You know, that's going to be the same thing that I mentioned a moment ago. It's going to be a situation. Well, first of all, kids will ultimately wind up getting vaccinated. But you want to have some activity in that direction before they do. High school kids will likely get vaccinated as we get into the fall term. And children of any age will likely be vaccinated by the time we get to the end of the year. But let's not talk about the end of the year. Let's talk about the immediate or intermediate future. When children are out in the community, when you have 30, 40, 50,000 new infections per day, they are unvaccinated now because children can't get vaccinated now. And for that reason, they are more at risk of getting infected because they are out in the community where there is a lot of infection. When the community level starts to go way down, the risks to everybody, including the children, is going to be dramatically diminished. There is no real risk to children. How many times do we have to go over this? Less risk than from seasonal flu by the numbers that the CDC has. So why are children? He's talking about risk to children and the risk to children from covid is acceptable, meaning they should be able to live their lives, be in school. But Fauci is a little moron fascist. And he's a Democrat and he wants CNN and MSNBC to keep having him on. And for all their little little hysterical viewers, they go, Fauci's going to save us. Yeah, he's done a great job, hasn't he? It's gone really well in this country. Who's the architect of our anti-COVID policies? Dr. Anthony Fauci. Go back and read about what a great job he did dealing with HIV in the early days of that outbreak. Wrong, wrong and wrong again. Awful policies. But he worked for the government, so he didn't get fired. So he stayed, so nobody cared. Savannah Guthrie pushes him a little bit on this. Play 15. But isn't it a weird situation because I'm not fully vaccinated yet. I can take off my mask and walk home. She can't. Like, aren't, doesn't that just point up that these CDC guidelines, there's some kind of disconnect if that's the situation? Well, yeah, what you're pointing out, what you're referring to, Savannah, is the top two uh, 
not fully vaccinated that people can go out without masks. If you walk, run with members of your household, attend a small outdoor gathering, fully vaccinated with friends. Then after that, everything has a mask on it, as you're showing correctly now on the screen. So what you're asking, if you are on the left-hand part and you see unvaccinated people, walk outdoors with members of your household. And you're asking now if your child is a member of your household, can you walk outdoors with your child without a mask? According to that chart, the answer is yes. But the child can't, not to beat it, yeah. beat it to death. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> She's like, wow, wow. See, you could tell she has to worship Fauci because she's a lib working for libs. But, but even she there for a moment realized, oh, this is crazy. This is nuts. You know, just just listen to that little commissar. You know, if you look at the chart and it's a, house, a member of your household, but semi-vaccinated member outdoors, we're talking wind going three, four miles per hour, you know, not major wind, but but, but some wind. We're talking maybe, you know, 65 degrees because we're in the northeastern United States. You know, the, the deciduous trees are beginning to to come back into bloom. Not yet full summer, but late spring. And you're looking at the atmospherics here. What what would be the pressure in the air? And, and yeah, you know what people are going to do? They're just going to stop wearing their GD masks outside because they can't check to see if you're vaccinated anyway. So why go through this pretense? But for libs, they they obey. They want they want to get they want to have Fauci pat them on the head. I obeyed all the regulations in New York City. I got sick with COVID. I did everything that I was told to do. I got sick with COVID anyway. I thought all the things I had to do were pretty stupid, but I had no choice. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, there are a lot of us out here saying um, didn't work. Did all these things didn't work. So why should I keep doing these things exactly? The question I really want an answer from Fauci on is why should those of us who beat the virus get vaccinated at all? Where's the evidence that the vaccine is better than than natural immunity derived from infection? Where's that study? Oh, we don't know, but you got to, you know, you got to do the Absolutely, absolutely awful. This little commissar wants to be in charge of society for as long as, as we let him. As long as we let him, I, I just wish there was one state that would say no more mask mandates of any kind. I just wish there was one. I mean, you could say, oh, Florida, it's not true. I've been to Miami. You got a mask up in stores. You got a mask up in cars. No more mask mandates. You know, punish, punish mask mandates. Find a way. The only the only way it seems to me to get rid of this authoritarianism is to use Use the force of the state in the other direction now. Certainly outdoors, banned. Safety hazard. Sorry, need to see who you are. Banned. I know there's a lot of regulation these days from the Biden administration. You're going to get even more of it coming up. They're just getting started. The little commissars of Biden and, and Team Kamala, they're going to be making things harder for you at the federal level. And that's going to filter down to the states as well. As you know, when you're running a business, for all the small business uh, folks out there, HR issues, that's right, human resources, that stuff can kill you. I'm talking wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries aren't cheap. You got $70,000 a year on average to pay out of your business. 
That's why I want you to try Bambi. It's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E. It was created specifically for small business. You'll get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. All you have to do is go to Bambi.com slash buck right now, and you can schedule your free HR audit. That's B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash buck. Bambi.com slash buck. You can get a free HR audit right now. $39 a month and taking such a big headache off your plate. Handle your HR right now for your small business with Bambi. Go to this website, Bambi.com slash buck. There are very few people who you could match up against Fauci now in terms of celebrity. This guy is very well known. He is considered now the most famous alumni of my high school. Oh, God, I know. What, what, what happened? Jesuit institutions. What have we done? Uh, but he is a guy that is on everyone's mind because he likes it because he's on TV every five seconds and he's always telling us what to do. And people that think for themselves have already realized that this guy for a long time now is really intellectually subpar and shouldn't be listened to when it comes to policy. He wants to provide data. Fine. But this notion of the CDC giving recommendation guidelines on these things. No, this should have been left to state officials. It should have been left to people like Ron DeSantis, who thank God for him. Can you imagine where we'd be as a country. If, if you look at Europe right now, there are European countries that have gone back into hard lockdowns in the last couple of months. Can't leave your home. As if that's going to work this time. How many times do they have to do it? What's the point of it? You lock down, you got to unlock down. They said it was about hospital capacity. That was just to get you to comply. That was just to get you to agree. And then they just kept you in there. Just go in the closet. I promise I'll let you out in 30 seconds. We're just going to lock you in the closet for 30 seconds. It's only going to be 30 seconds. Guess what? Once you're in that closet. Oh, sorry. Uh, we got to keep you in there for your own safety. It's going to be a couple of days. That's what they've done to us. That is what the Fauciite lockdowners have done to society. Oh, we promise it's just going to be 30 seconds to keep you safe. Three weeks later. Hello, I'm in the closet. Can you let me out, please? No. Fauci says no. But there's one person who has a similar level of reach right now to Dr. Fauci, at least in terms of audience, and that would be Joe Rogan, who I believe does the biggest podcast in the world. And Fauci was asked about this because Rogan's pointed out, why do young, healthy people have to get vaccinated? Why do they have to do it? They're going to be fine. We all know we've 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 seen all the data. People in their 20s and 30s who and younger who get covid are, are going to be fine. Yeah, there's the, you know, one in 100,000 who's going to get really sick, goes to the hospital and dies. But that's true of a lot of diseases. You know, by the way, you know how I told you that um, they were shutting down the uh, the what, what was it? The Johnson and Johnson vaccination. Uh, and I said that, you know, you could also do this with Tylenol. You know, they actually came out and said that later on it, it was about the same as the risk of stomach bleeding and, and possible hospitalization from taking any NSAID, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. 
So what I said to you just offhand was true. It would be like saying no more NSA IDs because one in 100,000 people uh, have a really severe reaction to it. That's what they did with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Yeah. These are the people that are making decisions for you folks. Just remember that. Uh, But Joe Rogan brought up that he doesn't think that healthy people should have to get vaccinated. And this is a this is a challenge to the Fauciite consensus that must be taken very seriously because well, hold on a second. Joe, Joe Rogan has a really big audience and people will listen to him and he's a thoughtful guy. You know, he's left of center, but he's not a dogmatic leftist. And Fauci uh, has to slap him down. You can't you can't uh, you can't mess with Fauciism. He won't allow it. Play 16. Real quickly, I want to ask you, popular uh, podcast host Joe Rogan, you may have heard about this, made comments about young people getting vaccinated, vaccinated, getting a lot of buzz. He said, if you're like 21 years old and you say to me, should I get vaccinated? I say no. If you're a healthy person and you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, I don't think you need to worry about this. Saying young, healthy people shouldn't get vaccinated. Just quickly, your response. Well, that's incorrect, Savannah. And the reason why is that's you're talking about yourself in a vacuum then. You're worried about yourself getting infected and likelihood that you're not going to get any symptoms. But you can get infected and will get infected if you put yourself at risk. And even if you don't have any symptoms, you're propagating the outbreak because it is likely that you, even if you have no symptoms, that you may inadvertently and innocently then infect someone else who might infect someone who really could have a problem with a severe outcome. Yeah. So if you yeah. want to only worry about yourself and not society, then that's okay. But if you're saying to yourself, even if I get infected, I could do damage to somebody else, even if I have no symptoms at all. And that's the reason why you've got to be careful and get vaccinated. Yeah. So you say young, healthy people should get vaccinated. Absolutely. He's going to want to vaccinate your babies. Just understand that he's going to want to vaccinate your your one year old, your six month old. That's where we're heading. They're going to try to make you do it. And they're going to use social pressure, too. They're going to use the societal pressure of we can't go back to normal until you get your one year old a covid vaccination. I I want you to be prepared for that because this is where it's heading. I'm not saying that you will have to make I'm not saying you will have to do anything. That's going to be up to you. I am telling you, I know the Fauci mindset, you know, I do. I've seen this guy's moves on the chessboard, several moves ahead all along. You know that. If you've been listening to me for the last year, I know exactly where this has gone. And I've been surprised, honestly, some conservatives who, you know, talk so much about the Constitution, all these things, who have been mask advocates, who have been okay with the suspension of constitutional liberties because the CDC says so. I mean, it's, you know, I don't don't want to waste my time picking at our own side, but it's amazing to see some of the people out there and the platforms and the followings they have on the right who have been okay with a lot of this stuff. And I'm very thankful for those conservatives who have been with me, you know, holding the line on this and speaking the truth on this all along. This is about more than ratings and Twitter followers, friends. This is about the country. This is about freedom. But Bouchy's going to want your six-month-old child or your one-year-old child to be vaccinated because of the one-in-a-million chance that your child... Remember, they clear it very quickly as well. They have asymptomatic infections that they clear. What, are, what is the real level of asymptomatic infection as part of overall infection? They don't know. 
They tried to say at one point it's 40 percent. It's actually far lower than that. But they, they wanted an outcome, which was getting everybody to think, oh, you could pass this to people and don't even know it. I mean, I, I had full blown covid and had I was really just, you know, pre symptomatic. And I was with uh, the snow princess, my girlfriend, the day before I was just hit by a bus. You all remember I was doing the show. She wasn't vaccinated at that time. She was fine. Never got sick. And, and got tested. Didn't have COVID. So this notion that their people are just passing COVID on so rapidly and so easily and it's happening all over the place who feel 100% fine? Really? Does that, does that happen with the flu as well? Remember, pre-symptomatic, that has been established with the flu. You have the virus in your system, your body's mounting the response. But asymptomatic infection with the flu? Do you really? Is that what goes on? Yeah, it's okay. Six feet, 60 feet, three feet, makes no difference. One mask, two masks, five masks. Why not goggles? Wipe down your groceries. Wear gloves. Wash your hands a million times a day. Think of all the dumbass stuff they've told you all along here. But yeah, no, listen to them now, you know. Put it, put an experimental vaccine uh, that's the first really of its kind in mass distribution, the first, you know, these these uh, mRNA vaccines. You know, put it in your one-year-old because Dr. Fauci says so. Okay. This is what we're heading to as a society. Um, we really do need to consider what, would, what it would be like if we had uh, if we had a national divorce, if we had a country that said, you know what, all the hysterical leftists, we'll get it. We're going to let you have you. You can have a country and then people that live in normalcy with common sense and believe in individual responsibility and liberty and, and basic human dignity. Uh, they can live in another country. It, it would be really interesting to watch that play out. And I'm just saying as a thought experiment, it would be really interesting to watch that play out. I mean, right now, I. I would love the I would love to move to a place that rejected Fauciism as part of its state ethos. Um, but there is no such place yet. Ron DeSantis has done what he can as the governor of Florida. But there are, you know, there are mayors and there are private businesses and there's federal government regulation that comes in with airports and airlines. But, yeah, Rogan's just saying people, you know, we, we've lived in a society where people have had the flu and been getting the flu and dying, you know, year in, year out. And we didn't have to deal with all this stuff. And I guess you could have had, you know, pre-symptomatic spread of flu, but we weren't expected to all hunker down and hide, you know. Yeah, at some level. We're all just playing the lottery here with our health. We, we don't know what's going to happen. There is no perfect safety or security and the promise of such from the state is a Faustian bargain. Faustian bargain, indeed. 